Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Graham Slam podcast. This is episode 7, Return of the Graham. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson, and I want to go ahead and start this podcast off today um, by welcoming everyone back. It's been about a three-week hiatus. Again, I know last episode came back with about a two-week hiatus, but some big things changed uh, in the last couple weeks that kind of led to uh, the hiatus and the missing of some baseball, but I tried to keep up, obviously, on Instagram and catch up on everything with the Pioneer League. Uh, So this episode, again, it's the return, and I want to go ahead and open the episode up by just mentioning we are one month out um, from the end of the 2021 season. Time has gone by way too quick. It seems like this summer has gone by. It's almost over, heading into the fall already, and just kind of what that exactly entails. Um, We're looking at playoffs for the Pioneer League. Could we see the Vibes make a crazy comeback in a month? It's a very big possibility. I doubt it, unfortunately. Um, But right now, the the Vibes are unfortunately sitting at 51 losses on the uh, season, or 50 losses on the season. I think it's 51. It's just crazy to think that we've gone from this team that started out pretty hot and then just kind of melted off throughout the season so it'll be interesting to see where we go with the season but with the opening topic I wanted to discuss the last couple weeks of where I was what exactly that entailed kind of give you a little more insight into my personal life and kind of explore um, what exactly the Graham Slam podcast will become um, once the uh, baseball season is over obviously if you saw the Instagram post We have a lineup of episodes planned through at least September 21st. I believe that's close to when the playoffs end. Uh, Maybe a little extended out from then, just depends. Um, I will be covering the playoffs in depth, regardless if the Rocky Mountain vibes are in it or not. So, to go into the opening topic here today, I, about three weeks ago now, I got a phone call, um, which I had been waiting on, that um, being a volunteer firefighter, uh, wildland firefighter, um, we go on what is called assignments. Um, Assignments are normally um, also referred to as deployments. Um, It's kind of not used that term anymore. Um, That's more of a military term, as a lot of military people may know. Um, But essentially, I got the call that we were headed to Gillette, Wyoming for the Dry Fork Fire. Um, This fire at that point in time was about 40% contained, which was pretty decent containment um, for someone going up on assignment, but it was supposedly still growing. So on Tuesday, uh, July 20th, I got the uh, notification about mid-afternoon that we were heading to the Dry Fork fire and we were to respond to our fire base the following morning um, with gear and ready to go. So That Wednesday, the 21st, I went ahead and headed to our fire base here in Colorado Springs and ended up um, on one of our Type 6 uh, fire engines, which is a brush truck. Um, I apologize if you hear some uh, 
noises in the back. Both my dogs are uh, in the studio here today. Um, so essentially what happened is we drive up um, to, we're heading up to Gillette, Wyoming, and we get into right outside of Fort Collins. We stop for gas, um, bathroom break, you name it, uh, some snacks or whatnot for the road. Um, we had another probably about four or five hour drive ahead of us. And as we're heading out, um, the dispatch for Wyoming, which is out of Casper, Wyoming, made the phone call to us that we were not going to be on the Gillette um, Wyoming fire, the Dry Fork fire. Um, we kind of saw after we had left Firebase that the fire was at a 90% containment, um, which is pretty, pretty much out at that point. So we were kind of questioning why we're even going there, especially for a 16-day assignment total or 14 retrospective of with the two travel days um so we we got reassigned to rock springs wyoming uh for what is called severity uh severity is basically pre-positioning a uh fire department or fire engine with a crew um ready to go for any pop-up fires that may happen within the state um could be Usually it's within a, a county, a mountain range, things like that, that they set these up. So at that point, we started, uh, we stopped for lunch in what was Laramie, Wyoming, and got lunch, ate, started heading on the road, got about 30 miles um, on the highway towards Rock Springs, and got a phone call again that we were being reassigned back to Laramie, Wyoming. And we would uh, meet up with the uh, United States Forest Service for our, basically our severity assignment. Um, so once we got there, we got everything worked out. We were going to Saratoga, Wyoming, and most likely going to patrol the Sierra Madres um, and the snowy mountains uh, up there in Saratoga, Laramie, it's a big section of Wyoming uh, that they were having issues with potential fire danger. Um, it was hot, it was dry, so that was one thing. So kind of fast forward on it so it doesn't bore everyone with a fire story for God knows how long. Um, I was there for a total of... 14 days total with the two travel days um, entered in there uh, to come from Colorado and go back. So at that point, um, that was our mission. We um, stayed at a hotel and would get up every morning um, about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, depending on the shift. Went to the fire base, ate breakfast type thing, and patrolled these areas. Um, this is probably... A unique assignment that not many people have ever gone on. Most assignments you go on are to a fire instead of the actual severity. Um, so at that point, we drove around for 10, 11, 12 hours a day patrolling the Sierra Madres, going on back roads, checking for campsites. 
But what we didn't know was the weather that was coming in. The weather that was essentially coming in was pure rain, pure just drenching the Sierra Madres. And that basically takes you out of fire danger. The only part to that was the fact that essentially with the high fire danger, the weather and stuff like that, you still had the chance of lightning strikes creating fires throughout the um, Medicine Bow National Forest is what that area is called in the Sierra Madres. So we would get some calls here and there for smoke investigations that campers, people driving on highways were seeing, and nothing ever came out of those. Um, They were simply smoke in um, actual already burned area throughout the uh, Molin Scar burn, which was the largest uh, fire that Wyoming had last last year around this time that started. So there's nothing to it. Um, there was a day, this is pretty much the biggest part of the story, um, essentially, is uh, there was a day we were... Uh, patrolling we were driving around or whatnot and it had been raining throughout the day Um, the roads which we were on were back road gravel roads and we essentially were driving down a road and when we were coming down the road there was a, a guy and his family driving up this road which is on a mountainside mind you um driving up the mountainside dirt road he had a a massive truck with a camper attached to it and as we're going down all of a sudden he starts taking up 90 percent of this this road um and to avoid basically hitting him and potentially either throwing both of us off the side of the mountain or um killing them in the process or killing us who knows at that point what would have happened Um, The driver we were with, uh, or our driver, essentially took our truck and kind of pivoted off the side of the road. Well, when he did that, the dirt gave in, uh, or collapsed per se. Um, And at that point, when it did that, we were sliding down what at first thought we were sliding down the side of this mountain. Um, Lucky enough, that did not happen. Otherwise, I can't 100% say I'd be here today. Um, When we slid down, the dirt created almost like chucks or chalk chalk in the the wheels to make it stop. Well, it had literally scooted against a tree. Um, And mind you, our Type 6 fire truck weighs roughly about 18,000 pounds with the 500 gallon water tank in it that it has because it's a brush truck and it nearly held up against this tree and if it wasn't for the fact of where we went off the road or where the dirt slid us off um, about five feet prior to that there was a entire side of the mountain that would have just you'd have fell off of it completely and slid down. Um, same goes for right in front of us. We're past the point where we slid off. So we, we got lucky. We were very thankful um, that that did not happen. Um, it took about five hours to get a heavy wrecker 
tow truck up there to get us towed out. Um, fortunately, not a scratch, nothing on either any of the crew or the truck itself. I don't know how in the world that happened, but it did. Um, we were very thankful. Uh, worst thing we had to do was sit in rain waiting for this wrecker to come up. Um, but yeah, the guy just did not give us room. And when we really looked at the tire tracks after the fact, he had about six to seven feet on his side of the road that he could have kind of moved over where we had gone through and none of that would have happened. But unfortunately it did. And gratefully we are thankful that, um, no one was hurt. Truck wasn't even hurt. So that was a plus, um, Came to a downward spiral um, a couple days later where we did get a fire um, call that was essentially started by a lightning strike. Um, I unfortunately got injured uh, hiking to this fire. We were walking through like a kind of a, a farm that was an open farm where there's some horses or a ton of sheep. And when we're walking, hiking, with all our tools and stuff... There was a lot of holes in the ground, which looked to be from the horses. Um, with the, the wet ground, horses stepping down is what it looked like. Could have been other um, holes that were created in the ground from who knows what. But from my vantage point when I walked back after getting injured to the truck, that's what I noticed the most of. Um, and injured my left leg. It went straight down into one of the hole and kind of pivoted my ankle. Uh, lucky enough, I had fire boots on, which are kind of a heavier duty boot with a larger uh, heel on them. So essentially that helped, but it, it still sprained my ankle. I ended up uh, having to be taken to a hospital about three hours away. Mind you, we're in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. Um, it was a sprain, wore a brace, went on to light duty after that, where basically sat in a hotel until we came back. Lucky enough, that was only... Three days total of sitting in a hotel until we came back this past Thursday. It sucks. It is what it is. Um, I've got to be cleared now to go back on to somewhat volunteer status to be on duty. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but I just wanted to give this first part of the episode at least. Given where I was, what was going on, the hiatus status. But I am, I'm back. I'm and at least thankful for being here and being alive, obviously. Um, those things, a lot of times when you hear about firefighters getting injured, at least wildland firefighters on the job, a lot of times when they're getting injured or dying or stuff like that, it has nothing to do with a fire. Normally traffic accidents, um, normal injuries on the job that do not disclose anything to do with a fire. So... Again, just thankful to be here. I'm so ready for baseball on Wednesday night. It's been a while. I missed the last home series against the um, Mustangs. That was the only time they were playing them this season, so I definitely got to miss that. Um, so I'm thankful to, to, to get back into the game and to really watch baseball, relax, enjoy it, and enjoy getting to do this podcast as time goes on. So... Um, as you could tell, I, I got a new opening um, song for the, the podcast. I'm going to start using that going forward and everything. So then, um, again, I appreciate all the support I'm getting um, from players, fans, 
the Pioneer League, the Vibes organization. Um, and I, I do want to take a, a moment as well to thank uh, one of the Vibes staff, uh, Kristen, who has um, accepted a position in another minor league team out of state. Um, she has left the Vibes organization. Um, she also has her own podcast as well. Um, but I, I want to just give her a shout out. She literally promoted this podcast with the Vibes, um, being the media person for social media and stuff. She was great on promoting the Vibes podcast and whatnot. And I really do appreciate that because we've grown pretty quick. Um, I'd have never thought when I had this small idea at the beginning of the season to um, do some in-game uh, Instagram posts and to start this podcast that I had been dying to do forever, going back to the 2019 season, that we get where we are today. And I really do appreciate everyone with that. Um, so with that being said, if you saw my announcement on Instagram, if you are a pro wrestling fan and a huge all elite wrestling AEW fan, I will be uh, starting a podcast. I am hoping to do it with a co-host, um, which is one of my best friends that I essentially have grown up with. I've known the guy since probably 1998, 99, um, met him on a pro wrestling, um, I think it was a chat room or a message board um, back in the 90s or late 90s, early 2000s. And this dude has been considered my best friend for my entire, almost nearly more than half of my life. And um, we are huge AEW fans. Um, I, I still am a huge wrestling fan altogether, so I enjoy all the product. WWE obviously has had its downfalls. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment has had its downfalls over the years. Um, I still support them, still like them. This show will not be about um, trashing WWE all the time. Um, we are huge fans of pro wrestling and ready to kind of dive into AEW and follow them. This will be an addition onto the Graham Slam podcast. It's just another realm of things with it or episodes. Um, I trying to figure out different things to do during the off season. We have a, a long off season, which is nine months total um, between seasons. We have new team popping up. I, I don't know if it's just one or two that will essentially be joining the Pioneer League. Um, the Northern Colorado Owls will be joining from Orem, where they are moving from. So there's a lot of news to cover over the next nine months once baseball season's over with, or ten months along with the playoffs and championship game. So I'm looking more in depth of trying to see what I can do for the Vibes organization to get some more insight um, and potential interviews with staff, players. I've been talking about this all season. It just has not worked out of what I'm looking for or wanting. Um, but I will be reaching out. If any of the players are listening to this and you want to essentially – be on the podcast as a special guest after the season, perfectly fine. I am here. We can do a Zoom, Twitch, any type of format we can definitely do to record a show. Um, I am definitely open to it. So let's go ahead and get on to the what is happening over the last, uh, basically the last three weeks of the Pioneer League and Rocky Mountain Vibes while I've been gone 
and heading into this episode. Um, we'll talk about that. Obviously, the Vibes are playing two games today, making up for a double header from yesterday. So there's all this and more to cover in our headlines around the Pioneer League. Week 12 has wrapped up in the Pioneer League, and we are moving towards the 13th week of this season and the 70th game out of 96 games. And that all starts tomorrow night. We essentially will have some new matchups um, going into the week. Each week is uh, normally, give or take, is uh, six games. Uh, so this week we have the action all starts tomorrow night at 6.30 here in Colorado Springs at UC Health Park. The Grand Junction Rockies are traveling here to face off with the Rocky Mountain Vibes. At 7 o'clock we have the Billing Mustangs, Billings Mustangs um, at the Ogden Raptors. Uh, that'll be from Lindquist Field in Ogden, Utah. And then we have the Great Falls Voyagers at the Missoula Paddleheads. Uh, Paddleheads will be at home at Allegiance Field, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, that starts at 7.05. And then the Idaho Falls Chuckers are heading to Boise to face the Boise Hawks. That starts at 7.15 from Memorial Stadium like I've mentioned in posts before in different episodes, if you are in any of these towns and looking for some great baseball action, check out the Pioneer League. Um, it is probably some of the best baseball, I think, out there um, with the amount of runs that are scored, um, defense. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than the Pioneer League. So get out there, support your local teams, local businesses that may be at those stadiums and uh, really kind of drift into the last part of the season. Um, we are at least a month, less than a month away from the end of the 2021 season and heading into the playoffs um, and kind of to give you a backstory with the Pioneer League, they, um, if you're new here, essentially the season is broken up into two halves. The first half, they crown two teams. The top two teams are then put into the playoffs. And then the second half has the top teams as well put into the playoffs. Now, of course, if it's the same teams as last time, then it goes to the second place teams. Um, but this year, right now, we have seen the Missoula Paddleheads and the Ogden Raptors clinch their playoff positions and then currently right now, during the second half, we have the Billings Mustangs. They're at 15-6 and six in the Northern Division. And then the Boise Hawks in the Southern Division, they are sitting at 12-9 and nine record. So both of these teams have the opportunity, if they continue winning and going forward, uh, to essentially clinch those playoff spots. And we'll see how that plays out. Idaho Falls... Chuckers are right behind uh, the Billings Mustangs. They are fighting for that first position as they did in the first half. And then, of course, the Grand Junction Rockies are right behind the Boise Hawks. So depending on what happens with the vibes this week and uh, Boise 
we could see a new first place uh, contenders in both of the divisions, uh, depending on how this week goes. So look forward to all of that. And uh, I wanted to go ahead and look into the ultimate leaders for the Rocky Mountain Vibes uh, over the past three weeks since I've been gone. Um, it looks like the standings essentially for the Rocky Mountain Vibes all are staying the exact same. Um, these leaders continue to show up. They are playing for the team. Jacob Barfield has 17 home runs now. He has the most. Uh, Manny is sitting at 7. Uh, Jason S. Esperanza is sitting at 5. Um, and then RBIs. J Jacob Barfield is sitting at 56 leading the team. And then Griffin Barnes is right behind him at 39. I, I'm telling you, I don't understand how Jacob Barfield has not been called up to Monclova uh, to play in the professional league. I know they are just starting the playoffs right now, um, so I don't know if there's something to do with the vibes essentially keeping him, um, but th this kid has one of the brightest futures upon him. 17 home runs and 56 RBIs in just 69 games total is ridiculous uh, for any baseball. And I don't mean ridiculous in a bad way. I mean in a very, very good way. Um, he is on track to be the Grand Slam podcast's basically MVP of the season for the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um as the season comes to an end next next month, I will be doing a award uh, episode and giving out some rewards to pitching leaders, batting leaders, and that's not just based on stats that are on uh, pointstreak.com, which uh, if you need any Pioneer League or any baseball uh, league information on stats, uh, that is your place to go. It is the official place of the Pioneer League for stats, scoreboard, schedule, rosters, transactions, you name it. Um, as we are heading into the next week of baseball, we do not have any transactions for the Vibes. The one thing I will say about the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization is they do not do a lot of transactions. Now, if you pull up the transaction list from May to August right now, there's not as much as if you go to most of the other teams. We have we have not at all traded any of our players uh, to another team. We have not accepted trades from other teams. Now, I'm not quite sure if that does have to do with the overall uh, contract with Monclova and how we are basically their farm team. Um, more information on that. Soon I can look more into that with the Pioneer League to see why that is. But when you look across the actual league, there's trades going left and right um, and things like that. So, again, as time goes on with this league, I am very impressed with the Pioneer League for the 2021 season. They've handled everything great, especially with... Um, restrictions to COVID, not many exist uh, throughout the states that the Pioneer League is in. Um, they are adding, I believe, another team uh, for sure 
for next season and it's the Orem Owls are moving to what is called the Nor- Northern Colorado Owls. Um, they are currently in the middle of building their stadium. I've spoken about that on previous episodes. Um, but the big thing is, is are we going to get another team? Um, because that essentially gets us the nine teams. And I know that becomes interesting with scheduling and things like that of how that would work. So I assume there's one more team being added. I don't know where and I don't know who that team would be. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where essentially that goes. Um, as you can uh, also tell from Instagram, kind of wanted to make note. Uh, congratulations to the Color Springs Snow Sox on their magnificent debut season in the Pecos League. Uh, they they did get knocked out of the playoffs. I think they scored too many runs in that first playoff game, um, essentially wearing themselves out. But man, they they did amazing for a uh, inaugural season and everything. And they have quite the team that will be interesting to see where they go in 2022, um, within the Pecos league, uh, look forward to covering both the pioneer and, um, the color spring snow socks next year. I, I don't plan on covering the Pecos league. It is a pretty decent sized league. Um, a lot bigger than the Pioneer, but I want to stay focused on the Pioneer League, but really cover our hometown teams here in Colorado Springs. Um, I always enjoy that market for more players, more teams, and stuff like that locally uh, to support and get out there and support these local teams, local businesses that are at the game. So definitely look forward to that and making sure I get out to uh, Colorado Springs Snow Sox game next year for sure. Did not get the opportunity this year. Um, but I am looking forward, like I said, to getting back to baseball tomorrow night. We have two more official home series left with the uh, Grand Junction Rockies and then the Ogden Raptors at the end of the season. Um, so when we look at overall, wanted to go over the overall stats so far for the second half of the Rocky Mountain Vibes and exactly what they've done, if you want to classify as doing anything. Um, unfortunately, it's it's been a rough second half, just as it was a first half. Uh, the Rocky Mountain Vibes are currently sitting at a 5-16 and 16 record. They are seven games back from first place, currently on a two-game, three-game losing streak. And their last 10 games, they've gone three for seven. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. As I've talked on this podcast, the pitching staff, they, they have some amazing, amazing pitchers. Um, I just, I, I feel that it's not where it needs to be. Um, and essentially, there, there's a lot of work to be done across the team. Their, their batting is not entirely bad there is some lineups they've they've done that have worked and then all of a sudden they change it and then they lose so there's something to say about your your offense changing it up along with those position players being set down or whatnot and I understand they can't play every single game it's a 96 game season these are kids out there playing essentially and you can't just have all these players in and out 
um, of basically playing all these games left and right. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how we end the season. I, as I've said earlier, I don't believe we're going to make it to the playoffs. Unfortunately, I think this will be the Vibe's second season, official season, of not making it to the playoffs and being the worst team in the league. Um, that, that shows a lot for two consecutive seasons. Obviously, we didn't have a season last year because of COVID, um, but we had two completely different teams between 2019 and 2021 and different perspective of what those teams were. 2019, they were the low seed uh, rookie A league for the Milwaukee Brewers Major League Baseball team. We're here. We are the farm team to... Monclova um, down in Mexico, which is their version of MLB. So there's a lot of differences in the teams, but when you look at their win-loss record, there's a lot to say about similarities of how they played, and I am not quite sure where that takes off to. What is the comparison there that is drawing essentially these issues and and I, I don't want to hear the whole altitude level thing. I think that's complete garbage. Uh, the Color Spring Snow Sox have kind of defeated that, especially here in Color Springs or whatnot. I, I just think it's the overall leadership on the team. The, this team is very young, so I think that's another aspect of it too. And the pitching staff, again, is very young. I I would have been very interested to see. I enjoy the players that we have um, on our team. They are some of the nicest people I've ever met. But it would have been interesting to see what would have happened with the Rocky Mountain Vibes if they would have went out and signed these players and not had this affiliation with Monclova. That was originally what the Vibes were supposed to be about. And that's obviously what not what did not happen. Um, none of the players that they had originally signed are on the team. The coach who was supposed to be from UCCS, our local college here, um, was the manager slash coach of the team. He did not become the coach. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of questions that will be brought up in the off season of how the team moves forward in the future. And that's that's kind of where I'm sitting here, kind of looking at their their leadership, their leaders of the team. Um, Jacob Barfield, I, I would be shocked if he is back here in 2022 season, if they are still with Monclova and still have this affiliation, that he is still there and has not been picked up by someone else or um, essentially promoted to that team. It's a shame that he did not get promoted um, earlier. I'm not quite sure where that disconnect is. There are some players I saw promoted that, um, and, and this is in no disrespect to any of them, but I, I feel like Jacob was way far ahead than some of the players that did get called up. Some of them are already back, I've seen. Um so it, it, it remains to see where that essentially goes. Um, when you look at Jacob Barfield as a whole, he's played 64 out of the 69 games. You, you can't get any better than that. Um, he's at bat 228 times. He's 
scored 56 runs. He has 79 hits. He has 12 doubles, 17 home runs. Um, obviously, the 56 RBIs. He's been walked 26 times, struck out 58. Uh, and he has four stolen, stolen bases with an average of .346. So, this player, he comes into the team, and I had never heard of Jacob Barfield. I've heard of uh, Manny Alec a few times, a week a few times, um, prior to the season starting. Um, he was a prospect I, I have heard the name from. And Jacob right off the bat, showed up and showed this team leadership. Um, he's stood up for players in fights. He's um, essentially stood up for other team members or teammates or what, whatever you want to call them. Um, but 64 games out of 69 is impressive. Missing five games is out of the entire season. Just is It's unheard of in... This day of age with his his age and everything. Where you look at Manny, he's played 50 games. Um, Joshua Esperanza. And I do apologize, I may have said Jason Esperanza er, er, earlier. Um, Joshua Esperanza, uh, he's essentially played 60 games. So he's up there in um, the home run count. He has five home runs. Um, when you look at these players, they, they are just, they're leaders. And Barfield is, I mean, he is close to having still the best average, most home runs, and most uh, RBIs. There's only a few other players ahead of him with uh, better RB or average batting averages due to the fact they're new. And I think they've seen a lot less games. So. There's a lot to, like I said, there's a lot to work on in the offseason of what direction this team's going to go. I am curious to find out. I, I will try to find out in the next month and have this on some more podcasts to find out exactly what route the team is going. Are we staying in this contract with Monclova? Are we becoming just another Pioneer team next year? Obviously, we're staying around. I know the contract with the Pioneer League is for a couple of years, if not longer. Um, but who will return, who won't return, uh, that's all kind of to be determined. And and frankly, I mean, there's a lot of players that are down at the Monclova Academy that are no longer essentially playing. So I don't know what will happen to them, if they will come back or if they'll be released altogether. There's a lot of questions that are not answered right now um, and not essentially can be answered until probably more of an off-season conversation. Um, but I, I got to say recently, I got to give props to whoever is in charge of promotions at Rocky Mountain Vibes. I know I've kind of talked in the past about uh, not really having that great of promotions, but man, if they have been reading my my brain of my favorite things in life, horror movies, pro wrestling, you name it. They keep doing these promotions around stuff that I am, like, obsessed with. It's so weird. This Friday, we have Friday the 13th. Uh, they released that amazing, awesome uh, graphic of 
Toasty, the mascot, the uh, Marshmallow, or the S'more mascot, with a Jason mask on. And Friday the 13th is one of my favorite ho- like Halloween-slash-horror movie genres out there. And then, just as of yesterday, they post a picture of Toasty as the ultimate warrior and featuring the Color Springs Wrestling uh, promotion that they are going to have a special night on August 28th, uh, which is giving out posters and live pro wrestling again. And I, I, I kid you not, that, that po- if that's the poster with Toasty as the ultimate warrior, man, you guys have got my money for sure. Obviously, I'm a season ticket holder, so it's not like I'm paying anything more for tickets. But, man, I, I'm definitely getting a couple of those posters, uh, which is awesome. I wish there was something to do with the Friday the 13th. I hope there is something. I think that would be awesome to see a poster of Friday the 13th. If you've not seen this, go back on Instagram on uh, my page or go to the Rocky Mountain Vibes uh, Facebook page. They have that information on there as well. But, man, they have come a long ways with some of these promotions. And if they have T-shirts with this stuff on it, man, y'all got my money down to the, 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 down to the, the point of it. Like, this is genius promotions. Um, and a lot of, a lot of fans are, at least in Colorado, I know are huge pro wrestling fans and huge horror movie fans. So perfect, uh, timing and promotion for everything. So look forward to that. Look forward to the rest of the season. I can't wait, like you said, to get back out to the games tomorrow night and really enjoy that. Um, but Let's go ahead and I'll wrap up this episode. We're roughly about 40, about 45 minutes into the episode. So I appreciate everyone's uh, support. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, uh, rate my podcast. We are now officially on Apple Podcasts. I've heard some issues with the episodes being uploaded. Hopefully that's been fixed now, um, especially with this upload of episode 7. And then... I look forward to being back here next week and just going in a habit of getting episodes up at 5 p.m. on every Tuesday. I will start uh, recording some of these episodes over a couple days uh, to really get the content out there and to kind of go over everything. But before we go, I just want to recap, like I said, the last couple weeks of baseball and get this episode wrapped up and good to go. So... When we look back at the Rocky Mountain Vibes uh, schedule the last couple weeks that I have been gone, it has not been that great of a time. I think we've got three wins out of the entire three weeks. Um, But when we look back at it, we have the total amount scored in week 10. So three weeks ago, Rocky Mountain Vibes scored 26 runs for giving up 49 Week 11, they scored 43 runs but gave up 54. And then this past week, they had scored 40 runs and gave up 49 again. So there's a trend. And what's even weirder about that trend is the fact that if you go back to week 9, they gave up 54 points. In week 10, 49. Week 11, 54. Week 12, 49. 
it's a weird trend uh, that's been going on the last four weeks of baseball where every other week they're giving up the same amount of runs. Um, and there's no correlation of how many runs they're scoring. It's it's pretty close. You had the one week, the week nine was 25, week 10, 26, and then week 11 and 12, you had 43 and 40. So, again, they're giving up way too much runs to even amount to winning. Um, but you had those few wins. You had your two back-to-back wins um, back on, uh, I believe, on Thursday and Friday of last week. Um, but other than that, there's not been that much wins, unfortunately. And I hope that we can kind of turn the t- turn the turn the page on the book uh, for the remainder of the season and really play our hearts out. Uh, I don't think it'll help us. I yes, we're seven games back. Could that make a difference where we make a last minute push and get into the playoffs? Yes. Do I think we'd go far in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Uh, there's, there's just too much to work on with the vibes, but let's go out there vibes. I know some of the players still listen to the podcast and really enjoy it. Um, so get out there, play your hearts out and let's get some wins, uh, for the home crowd and keep a a tradition going of getting win after win and get on a streak, get on a winning streak and maybe make that final push for the playoffs to at least bring playoff baseball Back to Colorado Springs, which has not been here in a while, at least at UC Health Park slash Security Service Field. Obviously, we just had the Snow Sox with one playoff game in town, but we look forward to it, and I look forward to uh, more episodes down the road. Also, starting next week, like I've mentioned, is the AEW Pro Wrestling Podcast addition to the Graham Slam Podcast family. That'll start next week. I may put some uh, trial episodes up this week if I can get to recording them and kind of go from there. So everyone have a great week and great weekend coming up. Enjoy that baseball. If you're in town, get out, watch the vibes, enjoy the game. And as we always say, let's get toasty. Have a great one, everyone.